Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you for listening today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. And uh, my next guest uh, has been with me before, uh, great guy, Rich Cacuzzo. He's a founder and president of Sales Velocity Advisors, and they provide sales consulting and fractional sales leadership services. And Rich helps companies build or lead sales teams to accelerate business growth. Uh, Rich, pleasure to have you back on the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Good morning, Bill. Pleasure to be back. Great hearing your voice, and I've enjoyed listening to the other folks that uh, you've been interviewing this morning. Well, thank you. Um, it's always, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to have uh, people who want to provide helpful, clear advice for our listeners, and that's why we wanted to have you back because uh, we got a lot of great comments on our interview, which has been a while now. So, wanted to have you back on and talk about this important. Um, area of any business, which is accelerating your business growth with sales. If you would, tell us, uh, uh, our listeners that didn't hear your prior interview, a little bit more about you and your background in Sales Velocity Advisors and what you do there. Sure. Thank you. Uh, so, yes, for, for business, at a very simple level, providing sales consulting and fractional leadership services to small businesses. So, Typical uh, client for us, Bill, it's five to $50 million. Um, perhaps the CEO or the owner is the chief salesperson, right? So maybe they're looking to hire their first salesperson, or maybe they have an existing sales team that they're looking to grow and to scale. Um, you know, the clients that we typically are working with, some different scenarios. Um, you know, one is revenue has stalled or is in decline which as you can imagine with the disruption caused by COVID uh, and your last uh, guest spoke about that, a lot of businesses mm -hmm. are facing this, right? You know, they start off 2020 great and then March hit uh, and then everything was upended. So now they're trying to get back on track. There's still five months to go in this calendar year. So it's not too late to write the ship and get back into growth mode. So we help there. Uh, we also help in, in situations where, uh, companies are in growth mode, uh, and they are looking to get to the next level. You know, I'm sure uh, many of, you, of the companies that you work with are at a certain level of, of uh, revenue. They want to get to that next level, perhaps because they are, have one eye towards the future and are thinking about um, selling uh, and doing so from a more successful position. So, you know, we work in those situations as well. And then I think the last one, Bill, is just Companies that uh, are not performing, the team is not performing as good as it could. You know, how do we bring it to that next level? How do we take the sales team and go from good to great? So those are probably the three situations that we, that we uh, work in uh, most commonly. 
And as you know, you know, consulting, very straightforward. You come in, you assess what's going on. In my case, all things sales related. You make a recommendation on what they should be doing versus what they are doing. And then ultimately the client decides if they want to take it from there, DIY it, or if they want me to come in and help implement change, that's when you pivot from a consulting role to more of a fractional leadership role. It makes a lot of sense in today's uh, day and age for people to have experts like yourself that they may not need or want to pay you full-time. They may not you right. know, need that, uh, but they do need expertise. They don't need um, a full-time person who might not have the experience uh, what they really want to do is hit the ground running on this stuff. Now, how are you helping companies pivot and adapt due to the business disruption caused by COVID? Well, and that's a great question. And, you know, going into this, it was crazy. I had a full roster of clients and, and like many consultants, uh, you know, um, you know, lost some business. For those that um, stayed with me, in many cases, it was, all right, what do we do? How do we pivot and we adapt? So here's an example one client manufacturing company, and they were selling to industries in hospitality, right? Hotels, airports, casinos. Uh, they were doing things like theme parks. Uh, as you can imagine, you know, those industries are, are struggling mightily right now. Uh, however, they were able to uh, develop a, a new product, a new offering uh, that is, without giving too much away, is really ideal for the current environment, right? Um, for many of us, if we're going to venture out, whether that be a restaurant or a store or what have you, uh, maybe even to a doctor's office, anything that we can do to limit our contact with other people, you know, kind of control that engagement, that interaction, and do it in a contactless environment um, is appealing. So this particular client helps facilitate that. They have a uh, a, a portfolio of products that allow for contactless engagement. And so because they were able to pivot and, and tweak uh, their strategy and add a, a new product to their portfolio, not only have they stabilized revenue, they're actually growing faster now than they were going into COVID. So um, really a great success story. And you know, I've, I've been involved front and center with the owner you know, helping him and the sales team navigate through, you know, this current reality. There's, there's no playbook for this, right? You know, you, again, you've been talking about it this morning with some of your guests. This is an unprecedented situation. And, you know, once you, once you accept the fact that there's no expiration date on this, we have no idea how long this is going to continue, you really do need to uh, take a step back and look at your value proposition, and is that still resonating in today's environment? And then you have to look at your portfolio of products or services, and are those still relevant? And are there gaps there that need to be addressed? And you talked about this a little bit earlier this morning, Bill. What's your competition doing? And what are you hearing from your customers, right? Current customers, past customers, and prospects. You know, what, what can you do to be of service? And is it possible for you to tweak your strategy, enhance your value proposition, and expand your product or service portfolio to meet needs that are out there today, and also anticipating that this is going to continue for an extended period of time. Um, so I've been involved in doing 
those types of things with my clients. It's been very stressful, uh, but very gratifying in, in helping them adapt uh, during this time. Yeah, I think like a lot of people, you know, I I thought we were suiting up for a, a 5K run, a three-mile, 3.1-mile run, and all of a sudden uh, we get told in the second mile, you know, uh, bad news, it looks like it's going to be a 10K, and you get to five miles and they go, well, bad news, it looks like it's going to be a marathon, and uh, we just don't want to be Forrest Gump running across the country and back. Um, it's just it's really uh, hard to understand uh, how uh, long this could last because that will have an impact on whether we say, well, do I need to completely change my product line and delivery methods forever, right. or is this a temporary, you know, should I shift for a little while and be ready to shift back? Uh, I think that's what we were hearing early on, and now we're hearing you, this might be uh, much longer. How are companies navigating the change to a, a virtual buying and selling environment because that's got to affect sales uh, processes and um, sales approaches. Absolutely. And you know what? It's been fascinating. Uh, and I will just speak from, from my own personal experience, as you know, from our past interviews. You know, I, I worked at a large global company, FedEx, for a number of years. And you know, the mindset uh, when, you're, when you're working in sales is that, Many, you know, for, for larger, more important VIP customers and prospects, it's got to be face-to-face. You need to travel and you need to meet with that client or prospective client in person. Obviously, with COVID and the shelter-in-place order in many states, that wasn't possible. And so now it, it's totally upended this whole dynamic, not just for sellers, but also for buyers, where, you know, the adoption of things like Zoom has uh, level the playing field, and what people are finding, it's a very productive and safe way to engage and be able to, if you're selling, sell your products and services. So um, it, it's been a mixed bag uh, for those that were not comfortable or hadn't previously utilized technology, you know, things like video platforms such as Zoom, uh, you know, they struggled at first to adapt. Uh, and but for others, it, they were very comfortable. I mean, you know, some companies, many companies, had an inside sales presence to begin with, and that could be just over the phone. It could be phone plus video. Uh, other companies, it was all face to face. Again, typically, the larger the the customer you're selling to or the client you're targeting, it was a face to face engagement. You know, Bill, you know, I and mean, most companies don't want you coming in the front door and making a sales call. Matter of fact, there's no one to call on because there's nobody there. I mean, they're all working remotely, today, right. right? Except right. for manufacturing companies. So, you know, there's some basics that are, that are there, and that is, you know, everything from, you know, invest in a good laptop or desktop, you know, a good webcam, uh, a good external microphone. Make sure that you're um, comfortable and competent in using a video uh, platform, be it Zoom or WebEx or Google Meets or what have you, uh, and and just get into that rhythm where you're reaching out and you're engaging with clients. And, and the good thing about this, I don't see it long term. I don't see a day where all selling uh, interaction is going to be online. It's all going to be virtual. Mm-hmm. But I do think the days of the 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 joke is the days of the one meeting business trip where you're flying to someplace 
to have one meeting with a client, those are probably gone for good. I mean, there's just not a good business rationale for doing that. So what I see happening from a sales point of view is a lot of the earlier things that happen uh, when you're moving a prospect through the sales cycle, they're going to happen in an online environment. And, and perhaps if there needs to be a face-to-face -face meeting, it'll be at the point where you're ready to do a presentation, present a proposal, or maybe do a demo. Those critical activities in the sales cycle may still lend themselves for a certain size prospect to be face-to-face. -face. I think everything else, though, is going to be remote. I really do. And I think the back end, once a client says yes and the relationship begins, I think a lot of the back end servicing and ongoing nurturing of the relationship, I think that's going to be remote as well. I don't think we're ever going to see us go back to the way things were as it relates to B2B sales and this focus on face-to-face -face selling. Yeah, good point. And so, you know, one of the one of the issues with that is communication methods and mm -hmm. and types. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Zoom meetings, of course, uh, great to see people's faces on Zoom and see really them interacting. But you need to grab and keep their attention if you're approaching them yes. in a sales situation. And so how are you having clients adapt their uh, presentation materials? You know, we all know that, you know, uh, uh, if you put up a document, you're, you're dead. It's, it's got to be more like a PowerPoint or kind of a, you know, yes. graphics uh, to, to help tell the story. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling uh, and chuckling as you say that because I had, I had a, a client that I, I had the exact experience with. They had a really important um, sales call. They were going to be doing Visa, and they had asked me, you know, would you just kind of run through it with us? and give us some feedback. So, you know, they, they put up this PowerPoint deck to share with me, and it's like 30 slides, Bill. And I'm like, no, no, no. And it was all about them. There was, the focus wasn't on the, on the buyer, on the prospect, which is where the focus needs to be. So we skinnied that deck down from 30 slides to about six. And then they, and then they invited me to jump on the, on the sales call with them and the client, which I did. And and I kid you not, uh, the feedback after that meeting, uh, the unsolicited feedback, the client sent a note to the owner and the sales rep, and he, and he said, hey, in the 30 years I've been in business, I've never seen a more impactful presentation. You guys just nailed it today. We were really impressed. And, and you know, our credit goes to my client and to his sales rep. You know, obviously I gave some counsel and guidance, right? because of my background and experience and expertise, but ultimately they're the ones that, you know, made it happen, right? It's kind of like a coach. You know, the players are the ones that win the game. You know, the coach is just there to, to help provide a counsel and guidance and, and what have you. But yeah, no, you, mm -hmm. you're right. You, you have less time in a virtual form than you do face-to-face. -face. You know, still some of the basics are there though. You, you know, you want to engage, build rapport, uh, you know, before you jump into the conversation or the presentation that you're going to make, but you need to keep it brief at, and there should be, you know, minimal uh, dialogue on that PowerPoint deck, right? Nobody wants to read, you know, 10, li you know, 10 lines of narrative on every slide and in, 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 uh, in 10 font size, right? So 
you know, focus on the client, make sure that you're really um, articulating that you understand what the need is that they have, and then obviously present, you know, how your product or service helps meet that need. And then, and then talk and, you know, make sure that you know, identify any obstacles to making a decision and then you just move forward. So it could be really, really productive and really targeted. Uh, I've real, I'll tell you what, um, whether it's myself personally or working with clients, I, I've really enjoyed the, the growth and the development that I'm seeing in, in sales folks' ability to do this effectively. It's, it's hard for some people, Bill, because they've, their whole lives, I mean, it's always that face-to-face engagement, taking clients to lunch or dinner, you know, having the ability to tour their facility. In many cases, you don't have the ability to do that right now. So, you know, you've got to be creative uh, and, you, you know, you got to stay focused on business development. I mean, where this is not the time to take your foot off the gas. Yeah, and I think of the uh, the Willie Loman salesman who, who holds out the agreement and lets the pen roll down so the client has to, bu- has to grab it and sign the, the document. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. But let's talk about this no. uh, real quickly about that. We've got a couple minutes left, uh, Rich, and one of the sure. questions is like, questioning techniques and patterns and uh and one of the things that i've heard is that hey we're really used to hearing things in 30 second blocks you think about every commercial you ever heard just about as 30 seconds the ones that go a minute seem like they go forever and 30 seconds is about 60 words so are you counseling salespeople to keep their the the time they talk to a minimum before they ask uh uh, questions and techniques uh like that uh, yes, very much a believer that, you know, you should be, you know, what's the rule, you know, listen twice as much as you talk, or as you speak. And, and this, the idea here is when you're talking, especially if you're early on in the discovery process, Bill, you want to get the client, the prospective client talking. You want them to open up and give you, provide you insights as to what's going on. You know, and that could be everything from, what's going on with their company from um, achieving their goals, what's going on in the industry in terms of their competitive position, um, any challenges that they're having. And and what you're trying to identify is um, how your product or service can help solve that pain, can help meet that need. You're not going to be able to find that out if all you're doing is talking. You need to be listening uh, and focus on what the client says. And, and the other thing, too, especially in the era of COVID, you, you really need to take the time to establish that personal rapport and understand how the events of the last few months that are still playing out, how is it impacting that client? How is it impacting their business? How is it impacting their employees? How is it impacting their customers? How is it impacting their family? You, know, you really need to invest in that relationship, Right. Uh, and, and really think about things um, from a broader um, context, meaning planting seeds today that may not be harvested until at some period down the road. Um, sales, more so today than at any other time, it cannot be this transactional experience where, hey, I'm selling, you're buying let's have this conversation and let's move forward. It, it, it has to be so much more than that. And there's, there's some sellers that are really tone deaf and they don't get it. 
and they're engaging with prospects like nothing's changed. And then there's others, and you and I know many of them from you know our professional um, groups that we're in. There's others that are just really good. I mean, they really have a good sense of of the time uh, and are able to craft a message that resonates with buyers. And they're the ones that are going to be successful going forward. Rich, it's uh, it's been too long. I'm I'm glad you came back on today. I hope you'll come back on. Uh, in the future very soon because this is a very important topic. It's a fast-changing time. And, hey, listeners, here's an idea. Why don't you go to uh, salesvelocityadvisors.com, salesvelocityadvisors.com, and check out what Rich is up to um, there in helping um, business owners build and optimize high-performance sales teams. It's really a great time to to learn about what's what's new uh, and again, with his fractional, um, sa- uh, s- I'm, I'm struggling here, with his <laughs> fractional offering, uh, you can get great expertise uh, as you need it for projects and uh, as you need it. So, uh, Rich, thanks again, once again, for uh, for coming on today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on, and uh, I hope uh, you continue to be well. Hey, Bill, thank you. Um, really appreciate it. Be safe, you, family, and your listeners. As always, a pleasure to spend time with you. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.